Welcome to Psychology Has It Backwards. This series will question the assumption that people are psychologically broken and need to be fixed. We will talk about how seeing people as innately healthy will change all of your interactions and outcomes. This is a true paradigm shift, and it simplifies the entire process of dealing with mental distress and allows for more profound and immediate changes. Aloha, and welcome to Psychology Has It Backwards. I am coming to you from Hawaii. My name is Christine Heath, and I'm a marriage and family therapist, and I have the extreme privilege to be able to do this podcast with my bestest friend and bestest colleague and the most brilliant, articulate uh, teacher of looking at human beings in a different direction from the way traditional psychology has looked at it of anybody else that I know. She's just a super teacher of this, and I'm always very grateful that I get to do this with her. Well, that's me, Judy Sedgman, although I don't never recognize myself. I guess we both feel that way. <laughs> but uh, Chris and I are uh, just think very well of each other, let's put it that way, and it makes it really fun to work together because I feel like every time I have a chance to work with Chris, I learn something, and I'm so, oh, my gosh, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Anyway, looking forward to this one. Yeah. And I'm in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I'm Judy. So last last week, if you tuned in, we talked about uh, wisdom versus the intellect and the role that that ego could play in there. We started talking a little bit about that, about how the details in our mind is the way that um, the ego is convinced that whatever problem it's dreamed up is actually real. And that needs to be addressed. So then we thought, well, maybe we should talk some more about ego. I know we have in the past, but we thought maybe we'd talk a little bit about um, hit, hidden things that don't appear to be ego, right? It's mm-hmm. kind of like people frequently think that ego means that you're kind of full of yourself. Like um, sometimes politicians get, can get accused of being egotistical. Um, that they think they know everything or that they, you know, are right about everything. And, um, but ego is more than that. Ego is also if you think that you're the worst person in the world. So to me, it's kind of like a way of thinking that makes us individual people. So your ego, when we're talking about it, is the way that you think about yourself and your world. And and so everything that you think about life, that's ego, right? So it's not just thinking about yourself, although that's doing it. And ego, to me, is like George Pransky did a, a, a tape called Ego, the Pain Magnet. Or was that Bill Pettit? One of the two. It's Bill it, Pettit. Yeah. Bill Pettit, Ego, the Pain Magnet. And that's really the truth is that the suffering that we do all comes from ego. So whether it's suffering by being um, on a webinar and you get really irritated that it's not what you think it should be, or you um, uh, go out to a restaurant and they don't serve you in the way that you think it should be served, or um, you think about what other people are thinking about you because that's really what you're thinking about you. Right. 
And it's like all of that thinking is what creates what we'd call an ego. So our feel, when our feelings get hurt, somehow we've tapped into our own ego. Like we're personalizing the words of other people or the thoughts of other people. And then it looks like it validates what we already think. So he thinks that I'm fat, you know, or, um, you know, (laughs) people think I'm a bad presenter or, you know, it's like what people think about what other people think is really what they think. And then they go, (laughs) they go hunting for the, for the truth of it. Right. And then they get validated and then they get their feelings hurt. Like, ah, this it's true. I am a bad person. Right. <laughs> and, and so it doesn't matter. I mean, you know, w- whether you're a business executive or, um, a criminal just out of prison, mm-hmm. whatever you think about yourself, that's what you get. You know, like, mm-hmm. um, there's this, this comedian back in the eighties, um, called Flip Wilson. You remember him? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and he used to say, what you see, honey, is what you get. And I would change that a little bit to what you see is what you think, and that's what you get, right? And, and so it, it's kind of remembering that when you're walking around thinking about yourself or analyzing yourself or trying to solve all of your problems, you are caught up in ego. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because a lot of people will come in uh, to talk to somebody for help and say, you know, the problem is I just don't, I can't seem to develop an ego, you know, because I think so poorly of myself and I just don't, I don't, I don't see my strengths, you know, and I I need help with my self-esteem and they, they link self-esteem with ego. Yeah. Which is, is kind of like just part of the popular culture, I guess, is the way we use the word, but and I say, you know, the problem is your ego right now. You know, <laughs> your ego is telling you to ask about your ego. And <laughs> because the less you think about yourself, the happier you'll be, number one. In other words, you're going to be fine not thinking about yourself if you just live from your wisdom and from in moment in, in, in the present moment. But when you do think about yourself, it's kind of like I always tell people, just take it with a grain of salt and keep it light. You know, so when you have like, I used to be obsessed with dressing professionally. It was really important to me because I was a woman in a man's world and I was, you know, it was very important to me to be seen as professional as though that was going to help me to do my job better. Certainly, <laughs> <It> wasn't. <laughs> anyway, and and I was married to somebody who was critical and it was, you know, and, and also was pretty uh, serious about looking professional. And so like I would come downstairs in the morning and all dressed for work and he'd say, Oh, you're going to wear that. <laughs> and then I would go upstairs and change my clothes six times. Cause he never said what was wrong with it. And, and you know, I don't think he meant anything by it. I think that was just the way he talked. But, you know, I would take it personally and think, oh, my gosh, he doesn't think I look professional enough or he doesn't think I look good enough. I shouldn't go in this or maybe I've got a big meeting today. I should wear something nicer. And, you know, it was ridiculous. It was a totally ridiculous waste of time and energy and everything I had was fine. You know, it was like I had suits. So it wouldn't have really mattered what suit I wore. And, uh 
And, but, but when I think back on that, I think, oh my gosh, all the time that I put into thinking about how am I doing was such a complete, total waste of my time and energy. It's like giving away my peace of mind is something that's just an illusionary thought about who or what I am. And it has nothing to do with who we really are. Mm-hmm. And if you, you know, you could, think of a million examples in everybody's life. Am I good enough cook? Can I, can I have these people over for dinner, you know, or am I going to be able to talk? And my friend wants me to do a toast at their wedding and I'm afraid I I just don't like to do public speaking. And I mean, all the things that people think about that if they just went and gotten a good feeling and had a good time, they'd be fine because we naturally just live life and, and rise to the occasion. But yeah. when we have a lot of ego thoughts, we, we hold ourselves back. And then yeah. we try to fix ourselves, which is even worse. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. And, you know, it's funny because um, a lot of times people don't see how they suffer from their ego. Mm-hmm. Right? So one of the things that you're talking about is how you would kind of suffer from um, mm-hmm. Being critical of yourself, well, I would say that your ex-husband was suffering too because he's looking at you instead of seeing a beautiful woman. He's like yeah. thinking, "Well, she's not going to make me look good in that today." Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> right. So it, yeah. it's like, although he thinks he's commenting on you, he's really commenting on himself. Is that he's personalized <laughs> what he sees around it? So people do that all the time. Parents do that with their children, right? Yeah. It's like. They want, they get mad at their kids for, for having trouble. And they think like, of all the nerve, how dare you act like that in school? What are people going to think of me as your parent? You know, <laughs> like parents get caught up in their egos. Like, how does this make me look as a parent? And, you know, why is what my child asking? Yeah, what mm-hmm. will people think? And if you think they don't think that yet, you're wrong. They do. Um, but they're, like their kids should be above that, right? They, like my mother, my mother was a teacher and she was whole hard on my sister. My sister is extremely dyslexic and she just really could not read. And my mother would get abusive with her because she thought she couldn't teach her how to read. It wasn't oh. like she didn't even dawn on her that there could be something going on with my sister that, out, that you know, made it difficult for her. She thought it was her fault that she was a bad teacher and she's a teacher. And and then she would send her child to school and everybody knew my mother was a teacher. And then they'd all see this stupid child who couldn't read. And then she'd get her ego caught up in that again. So she was suffering big time. And then my sister, as a result, would suffer too. But, you know, it's like things that we could talk about, like being bothered by things or, um, uh, needing things to be a certain way, you know, that kind of, people call it anal retentive, but it really is just thinking about how, the way your, your world should be. That's true. And, you know, and people who are critical all the time, you know, I, I, have, I have a friend, we, we actually tease her and say that every time she goes to a restaurant, she sees the menu as a list of ingredients. she's always she she goes to order in the restaurant and she'll look at all the offerings and then she'll say well i'd like the vegetables that come with this one but then i want you to leave the sauce off and if you would put the sauce that is with this other thing on the side 
And, you know, I mean, it's like she's rearranged the whole menu to suit her and she will not order if they won't go along with it. She'll, she'll just sit there and not eat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because in, in a restaurant, that's an awfully offensive thing to say to a person, especially a nice restaurant where they have a good chef. Yeah. And they, they're putting things together for a reason. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, she has no idea how, uh, how ridiculous that sounds to other people. And she's just picky. And she says, well, I'm picky because I'm very careful what I eat. You know, well, and that's another way we have ideas about ourselves. You know, well, I'm just, uh, I'm very careful. I used to think of myself as, you know, like the housekeeper from hell because I was always picking up after people. Well, I like a neat house, but it's really, I don't have to think of myself as the housekeeper from hell. Yeah. So, you know, it's just things that we just do without even reflecting on it. And, you know, it's funny, uh, Bill Pettit used to say that ego is the handmaiden of insecurity. Because really what causes us to do that much thinking about ourselves is fear that we're not, the world isn't the way it should be, and we're not the way we should be. Yeah, that's right. And that's all just insecurity. It's a form of fear and anxiety. Yeah. And all of it is just negative thinking taken seriously. Of course, our thoughts seem like they're much more true and real than anybody else's thoughts. So that's the other play. That's the role that consciousness plays is it makes whatever we think seem like it's true and real. Mm -hmm. And so when you are doing a lot of thinking about yourself or your life or the way things should be, you think it's correct, right? So mm-hmm. then you got to help somebody else to see how to do it correctly rather mm-hmm. than just realize that they see it a different way and that's a, that's a fine way too. It doesn't have to be my way or the highway. You know, it's, it's kind of like you, that's how we get along with people is that we realize there's, there's many ways of seeing how to do things and your preferences, your likes, your dislikes, those are all just thoughts. Mm-hmm. You're not stuck with them. You're not stuck with yourself the way you are. You know, if you're a fuss budget, nobody wants to be friends with you because you're always, you know, complaining about something they're doing or you're, you know, see yourself as the victim of the world or you um, get angry a lot. And, you know, it's like those are all things like that's not you're not stuck with that. You can change Mm -hmm. it. But you have to get into that place of mental well-being and then see how to hang on to that for dear life, because otherwise, you know, when your mood drops, those little habits come back and there you are thinking you should tell everybody else how to do life like you do. And it's just, it's just interesting. So we were talking yesterday, last week about the, um, the past and how it gets in there, but really the past is just the details that we pick up on in life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and so we're all constantly validating the truth to ourselves. Like, you know, this mm-hmm. the men's violence groups, most of those men think that they're screw-ups. Mm-hmm. And so they get frustrated and they say, oh, I'm a screw-up anyway, I'll just go do it this way. And they repeat the crime they did or they repeat whatever it is that they, that they thought. Mm-hmm. But it, that's all ego. It's all just what we think of ourselves, and the why we think it isn't really important. You just have to see that you're the thinker and you, all it takes is awareness that that's Mm -hmm. what you're thinking. And then you can let it go and you get a whole new life and you get to be like the best version of yourself possible. Mm -hmm. 
And you don't have to make that a standard either. If you, you know, you don't have to right. get your ego tricked into that and going like, well, I was so good yesterday and today I've lost my temper. You know? <laughs> I mean, it happens. Yeah. But it's kind of like acceptance is, a, is the other side of that. I think it's uh, Chris and I were both at a conference years ago in Minneapolis where a person came to speak who had first heard about the principles and about this work in jail. He'd been, he was incarcerated and he'd gone to program and it really changed his life. And now he knew his life is completely different and he had a good job and he had a place to live and he hadn't been to jail for a long time. (laughs) And up until that point that he took that class, he said he had never had a haircut on the outside because he was never out of jail long enough to get one, you know, his hair didn't grow that fast. (laughs) Um, And he said the insight that he had, which was so sweet. He said, you know, the thing that set me free is I was sitting in that class one day and I suddenly had the thought, well, everybody has criminal thoughts, but only criminals act on them. (laughs) (laughs) And that's another way of saying, you know, people get frightened by their thoughts about themselves and they, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. And that's ego, that's being insecure and worrying about yourself and thinking about yourself and analyzing yourself and the world and everybody around you and feeling you've got to do something about it or take action. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was thinking about this the other day in terms of, um, I heard a person speaking at a meeting about um you know, about how discouraging, how, how really discouraged she was that the environment was not changing fast enough, you know, that we weren't doing enough for climate change and we'd waited so long. And, and you know, she was kind of a climate activist, but, but, but she wasn't inspiring very many people to want to act because she was so hopeless. And she, she went back in her past about all the different things that people had said that we should do, you know, 10 years ago, they said, we have so many years and we should start doing this and that. Now we're all kind of doing it, let's just so on and so forth. You get the idea. Mm-hmm. And somebody in the audience raised their hand and said, well, if it's all that bad, then what's the point of having this meeting? I'm not sure why we're here. <laughs> and the lady said, well, we have to, we have to get on it. And, uh, and and this woman in the audience said, "Well, I'm not very inspired by this meeting uh, <laughs> to because it just seems like it's pointless." And I thought there's this. It was a perfect example of somebody's well-intentioned focus on what's wrong mm-hmm. instead of an inspiring talk about. Well, you know, we can all do something small, and if everybody did something, it would make a difference. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's it. we don't. You know, we don't see the world that way. I remember telling one of my clients very recently who was complaining that people are so angry and hateful and, and politics is so awful. And I said, well, you know, if five people in your neighborhood changed their mind about that, it'd be a nicer neighborhood. You know, people would get along better. So the way to look at it is all we can affect is ourselves and the people closest to us when we catch ourselves caught up in our insecure thinking and get egotistical, so to speak, uh, notice that as a sign that you just need to quiet your thinking down. Yeah. Just calm down. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's really true. I think that's really important to see the link between insecure thinking and ego. Yeah. Because that, that really is kind of the crux of how we think 
uh, how we how we're looking at it backwards, mm-hmm. right? Because we get caught up thinking about what's wrong so we can fix it, or thinking about what other people are doing that's wrong, you know, or thinking about something that needs to change because we think it should. But by thinking that that's the way it is, we're actually validating that that's true. And yeah. and so, you know, it, it's, it, it, ego is just whatever you, when you're thinking it about your world, that's part of your ego. But insecurity is looking at it and being afraid of it. You know, it's like you're, you're, what you're really seeing it through is that lens of insecurity. And it looks like the outside world is causing you to, have these expressions mm-hmm. of yourself, right? Causes like, yeah. I know I'm this way, but I do that because of something outside of me. Or mm-hmm. um, this is the way I am because this is how I handle this and that and the other thing. Well, the trick is, is it doesn't really matter what you do. You can be as, you know, finicky or as negative or as critical or as, you know, it's kind of like in, in Hawaii, they call it dantara. You know, so it's kind of like you get up on your high horse and, you know, you can feel it in yourself when you do it. Like if you're, um, um, somebody says something that hurts your feeling. Like I took my dog to dog training um, last Saturday and one of my teachers came up and said, hey, Ginger's getting a little bit thick. And at first <laughs> I, could, I could feel this, what? You're telling me that my dog is too heavy? And then... Luckily, I didn't say anything. I just like <laughs> let it come up. My ego, right? It's totally like, you're talking, saying there's something wrong with my dog. Okay. And, and you can feel your chest gets kind of pumped out and you're like, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's not true. How dare you say that to me? And <laughs> yeah, that, how dare you say that? Or of all the nerve, how mm-hmm. dare that person do that? Or, you know, like, uh, and sometimes we, we um, just get so caught up in our ego that we end up saying things. Now, she was just gently trying to tell me that my dog has been eating too many avocados lately, which is true. And and so, but but I took it, I personalized it, right? She wasn't telling Chris Heath that she was fat, but it was yeah. close enough that my ego hooked into it, right? And, and I reacted to it. So, you know, it's kind of that when we personalize life, and of course our personal thinking is where all of our insecurity resides. So that's kind of how you know that your ego is kind of getting in the way of you being happy, of you getting along with somebody else, of you, you know, trying for a new job. You know, I can't do that kind of job. I wouldn't be able to do that. You know, it's like we just talk ourselves into this and it's just, just thinking. It's just insecure thinking. Yeah. You know, one of the first, uh, big realizations that I had as a parent and my daughter was 14 when I first crossed uh, into came across the principles. And uh, by the time she was 15 and a half, things had gone pretty bad, you know, as teenagers happens with teenagers. And one of the first real insights that I had that kind of opened the, the, how subtle ego is, is that I realized I have no idea who my daughter actually is Mm. because my daughter was the person I thought she was based on being, you know, a good student and this and that and the other thing, you know, that that all these external things that we measure people by. 
but I never sat down and said, well, what do you dream about? What do you want to become, honey? What do you, what do you, uh, you know, why is this important to you or anything like that? I just, I had no idea. And that part of her rebellion as a teenager was that she was trying to fight her way through the ideal daughter that we had in mind and just be a person, be the person that she wanted to be. That's a long time ago. She's 47 now, but, but, but 48, but she, uh, you know, I, I remember it so distinctly because she turned into a, a wonderful person and is very different from all the ideas that I had that I expected that she probably would do. And, uh, and that's what happens, uh, you know, like when a parent thinks, oh, this person shouldn't marry my daughter or my son shouldn't marry this other person, you know, because they're not good enough for them or they're too different or they're not in the right culture or whatever. That's all our ego. That's our expectation. And we never say, you know, do you really love the person? Oh, that's beautiful. You know? Yeah. And uh, it, it's so subtle. It's it, our our ego thinking permeates all the unhappiness in our life. I really think that that yeah. when you when you find yourself dissatisfied, anxious, unhappy, worried, judgmental, argumentative, uh, fearful, you know, if you check in, it's because something that you think should be some way isn't, and you're unhappy about it, or you're scared of it, or you're you're puzzled by it, and you don't like to be confused. Yeah. Yeah, and I am remembering a quote from Mr. Sidney Banks when he says, he said in one of his tapes, he said, oh, you work really hard at trying to get rid of your ego. And then you think, huh, I've gotten rid of my ego. And there, <laughs> and there it is again, right? <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we've done it again. Yeah. And don't think too much about yourself. That's our final, I guess, the finale for this is that when you catch yourself worrying about yourself or obsessing about yourself, just relax. Yeah. And know that there's nothing about you you can't change. Right. And just don't get too attached to it. Yeah. Have a great week. Take care. Aloha. We hope you heard something new and that you will continue to join us to challenge the prevailing thinking about the possibilities for health in everyone. To subscribe to the podcast, visit our website at psychologyhasitbackwards.com. 